disruption zone. Opportunity lives where the status quo dies. Talking to the greatest innovators, disruptors, and off-the-wall inventors, we can scrounge up. You laugh, you'll learn, you'll be inspired. Now, here are your hosts, Leland Conway and Cameron Mills. Super excited about today's episode of the Disruption Zone. We have got Senator Rand Paul in the house. Uh, been wanting to get him on for a while, and he has recently um, actually referred Dr. Fauci for criminal charges to the Department of Justice. Now, we all know that that's probably, there's probably not going to be anything done with that. You know, they're probably not going to actually do anything because this Department of Justice is completely, uh, completely uh, corrupt. But nonetheless, at least there is an attempt to hold this criminal, this human criminal, uh, this crime against humanity perpetrator accountable. And that, my friends, is an awesome thing. So we're going to talk to uh, Senator Rand Paul about that, along with um, free speech. He's got a bill that he's sponsoring that they're trying to get passed that would actually protect free speech. Your spe- speech has definitely, your uh, First Amendment right has definitely been violated. Um, so we're going to talk about that and much, much more with Senator Rand Paul. But first, uh, we want to thank our sponsors for this program. Today's episode of the Disruption Zone is brought to you by our friends at Louisville Cabinets and Countertops. Not just a home remodeling, kitchen remodeling company. They're the place that when I lived in Louisville, I trusted to remodel my kitchen and my master bathroom. And I would do it again in a heartbeat. The craftsmanship, the hard work ethic, the honesty and integrity, and all the choices for affordable prices. LouisvilleCabinetsAndCountertops.com. Call my friend Tim Montgomery over there. Talk to their designers, 502-930-3304. That's 502-930-3304. If you have already got in mind what you want to do and you want to do it yourself and you just need the cabinets, they have so many styles to choose from, modern, shaker, traditional, country, whatever you need in all kinds of colors. Plus, they can do a custom cut for you for your granite or any other type of hard surface countertop. And if you want a turnkey kitchen remodel, boom, they'll come in to help you design it, get it all done the way you want it done. I'm confident it's the reason or one of the reasons why my home sold in less than a day because of the beautiful work by Louisville Cabinets and Countertops. Check them out, LouisvilleCabinetsAndCountertops.com, 6200 Hit Lane in Louisville, Kentucky. If you're in southern Indiana, central Kentucky, uh, Oldham County, this is your place, Louisville Cabinets and Countertops. We are also brought to you by Bourbon City Golf Carts. I freaking love these guys, Bourbon City Golf Carts. Here's a cool thing that sets them apart. If you're thinking about getting a golf cart just to roll around the neighborhood or to load up and take to the course or whatever you want to do with it, they're made in the USA. They're assembled right here in the United States at three assembly plants, California, Texas, and Florida, and they come fully factory street legal so they're ready to rock and roll now the battery is dc the cart converts it to ac which is a much greater efficiency and these cars can run 25 miles per hour straight from the factory a typical electric car is only 15 to 18 miles per hour so if you're trying to run errands around the neighborhood this is it but get this it's not the only thing one thing that they've got is they've got sales they've got service and they've got rentals and Free money is hard to find these days. Not a lot of people doing 0%. Check this out. With the Evolution brand golf cart, they've got a 36-month deal at 0% interest. So that's pretty awesome, all right? 
So here's what I want you to do. I want you to give them a call, 502-718-0757, or just go to bourboncitygolfcarts.com. If you didn't catch that number, go to bourboncitygolfcarts.com. Thanks so much to Bourbon City Golf Carts for their awesome sponsorship of this program. And now, for our guest and today's conversation, uh, Senator Rand Paul joining us now. Senator Paul, welcome back. It's good to talk to you, my friend. Great to be with you. Thanks for having me. First of all, super sorry to hear about your office in Bowling Green. I know you had a fire there, and you guys had just remodeled. And, uh, man, that, that really sucks. Have you figured out what happened there? You know, uh, so far they're doing an investigation. We don't have any word back on it. We have, you know, video from outside our building. They think the fire may have started a couple of buildings down. It's a, It was a block of four buildings were about 120 years old that all were contiguous you know they all touched each other and they think it may have started in an abandoned building but they don't have any final report yet um but we don't think it started in our building or that we were a target yeah wow well i'm just i'm sad to hear that and i know that you guys put a lot of effort into that office uh, and uh hopefully everything will get rebuilt and be back to normal and uh, hopefully you didn't lose too much really you know important stuff you know what i mean well, I had a lot of my, you know, medical diplomas and different keepsakes from my medical practice, uh, also from the Senate Senate uh, terms as well. Yeah. Uh, so it is disappointing. Some of the stuff may be, be able to replace, but, you know, a lot of my books were in there. I had probably a third of my library in there. Wow. wow. So uh, it's, uh, you know, nobody likes to lose personal things. And we're actually still hoping to go in the building. They haven't let us go in the building yet, wow. but we're hoping to get inside the building the first floor is still standing and uh, they just think it's dangerous to be inside. Speaking of your library, I'm always fascinated with leaders libraries. What, what is, what is your most prized possession in your library? What book stands out to you as the most important that you've read? Mm, I don't think I could narrow it to, to one, one, one book, but I would say that, uh, you know, as far as in the fiction category, I think uh, Dostoevsky's novels are some of the best, you know, crime and punishment, Brothers Karamazov, uh, Ayn Rand's novels I read as a high school and, mm-hmm. and college kid. Um, as far as in the economic section, uh, you know, between von Mises, uh, Henry Hazlitt, uh, Hayek, Friedman, and others, um, most of those I have in my DC office. I didn't lose most of my best books, but I had I had some of them that that were here as well as you know a lot of my medical papers and medical textbooks. Those are some pretty powerful names in the economic front. The other day I saw a TV station there in your state of Kentucky that um, had a headline about how inflation is down. We don't understand why people aren't yet feeling these lower prices. And I laughed because I was like inflation percentages are down, which means all that is is that uh, prices are rising at a slightly slower rate um, yeah. on, on, an, on an indicator that doesn't include fuel and food prices. So it would be nice if America could read some of those books that you mentioned on the economy. Yeah, and I think the thing is, is, is that inflation's a catch-up game. Even though the government tries to catch up with cost of living increases for Social Security, it 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 goes against one of the lower numbers. And so, if it doesn't include food, doesn't include energy, really people are getting further and further behind. And the people who inflation hurts the worst are. You know, senior citizens on fixed income, working class poor, and yet it's 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 the result of a bait and switch policy where the government says, "Oh, we're going to help the poor. We're going to print up money. We're going to send everybody a check. We're going to cut the, sh- shut the economy down so you don't get COVID. But then we're going to send you a check." 
and in the beginning it seems fine we just you get checks and it buys what you think it's going to buy until everybody discovers you know that it's a bait and switch and that you really didn't create wealth what you did was just print up money and the lingering effects of inflation are not only what you lose from your paycheck but also that it causes uh, malinvestment or mm-hmm. misdirected investment that end up ends up leading to too much money in one particular section of the economy and then people quit buying in that section and then that leads to recession yeah. so there still is a fear that this inflationary cycle of the last two or three years uh, a lot of times the adjustment is a recession so far we haven't had a full-blown recession we've had some slowdown but uh, you know we'll see I think some of us still worry that there could be more ahead yeah uh, I'm in that category and also I see that middle classes are middle class people are suffering right now which almost feels like design by design when you compile all of the regulations that this Biden administration is putting on things like appliances and businesses and specifically energy in particular, the more expensive energy, the harder it is to become middle class. It, it seems almost by design, you know, the more the more people we have in a dependent class, I guess, the better off they are when they want to keep power. It's hard to know whether it's just uh, naivete, whether they really don't understand economics or whether or not they just use the uh, the power that uh, can can work in a democracy, at least for a period of time, by promising people for, for stuff for free. Yeah. And I think it's more the latter. I think they aren't too uh, stupid enough to know that inflation call, comes from deficits and from deficit spending and printing up money. I think they know that. They just say, well, you know what, it works in the short run. And that's what <laughs> John, John Maynard Keynes said, you know, is that, works in the short run and he was asked you know what will it be in the long run he says well in the long run we'll all be dead yeah <laughs> it, it really just wasn't much of a concern for the future right or for our kids or our grandkids or for the greatness of our country it was like well let's just print up money and give it to people it'll buy votes and people will vote for us if we give them free stuff yeah and that's basically the democrat party line yeah it's sad okay two topics i wanted to cover with you real quick one you've referred dr fauci for criminal charges with the department of justice uh, I think there's a lot of people saying, wow, this this is a long time coming. I know you've had famous fights with him. Let's talk a little bit about what we know now about the COVID virus and how our government handled it and how he led the way in obfuscating the truth. Well, the reason we've referred him to the attorney general for prosecution is that lying to Congress is a felony and there's a five year punishment for lying to Congress. Uh, during the Trump administration, the Democrats were gleeful about uh, arresting and prosecuting uh, Trump officials and friends for lying to Congress. The reason we know uh, that Fauci lied to Congress is that he's actually admitted it. Now, he didn't admit it in public. He admitted it in private, and he did it uh, such that he wasn't wanting to reveal it. But a federal judge has made him reveal these emails through Freedom of Information Act. So when he came before my committee in May of 2021, he said adamantly, I didn't. NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan. For a while, he was implying that there was no government funds at all. We quickly proved that wrong when we found the actual articles that were um, published by the Wuhan team, by the bat scientists over there. And the articles acknowledged that the money came from Dr. Fauci's NIH. So we, we got him uh, and, and, and had him dead to rights on the idea that the money came from the government for this, from our government. But he was still trying to weasel out on this gain of function. He's like, oh, you know, it's not really gain of function. I ran by my experts. You just don't know what you're talking about. Well, now we have an email from February of 2020 in which he says the virus looks suspicious for manipulation. 
And it's also suspicious because we know they do gain-of-function research there hmm. on bat viruses, uh, adapting them to human cells. Well, yeah. that's exactly what he denied in May of 2021. So we now have Fauci contradicting Fauci and calling himself a liar. Um, and yet we have an attorney general, you know, Merrick Garland, who's probably more partisan than any attorney general's ever been. And there's not a lot of hope that he'll do his job and actually prosecute Fauci. I remember when... Um... President Obama nominated Merrick Garland to the Supreme Court, and everybody talked about what a centrist he was. Boy, have we found that not to be the case. No, I think his true stripes came out in his bitterness over you know, being blocked by Republicans to take that seat. Sure. And I think he's truly just a bitter partisan now with no pretense at all to being uh, to, to, to the rule of law. And it's become a mockery there. I mean, this whole idea that a judge is reading through the Hunter Biden, uh, you know, criminal thing where they're going to sort of make everything go away, the plea deal. And in the plea deal, they don't read anything about future, um, you know, future prosecutions. But then you get deeper and deeper. And then there's a diversion agreement. You know how you do a traffic ticket? Sometimes mm -hmm. they don't give it to you. They give yeah. you a diversion. You go to speed school or something or driving class. Well, he got a diversion thing and they hid the plea part of the plea bargain in the diversion agreement. So the judge wouldn't see it or have anything to do with it. And the judge sniffed it out. And this is pretty extraordinary, but they're basically promising never to prosecute him yeah. again on anything. Yeah. And it's nobody wild. gets a deal like that. I mean, Paul Manafort had similar accusations and got seven and a half years in prison. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Biden's going to skate with zero. There's a, you know, just doesn't pass the smell test. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's getting it's almost brazen at this point. Like they're like, well, we're powerful enough. We don't really care that, you know, that we know that we're corrupt. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where we go from here. It's one of the things that as I travel the country, people are most disturbed about. They're most disturbed about that the justice system seems to treat you different if you're a Republican than if you're a Democrat. Yeah. And it's not just once. We have dozens of officials and even the former President Trump currently, you know, the way they're going after him. You know, Hillary Clinton was accused of the same things, you know, dissolving her servers in battery acid, hitting them with hammers. A lot of it was classified, and yet she didn't get a thing because they thought it'd be too political to go after, a, you know, people who'd been in office or were running for president. And frankly, we classify way too many things, and this doesn't get brought up enough. But we got like 75 million items that are classified. Yeah, I think that's over 25 years old, and we still they can't even get through that. To de you're supposed to be declassifying them after 25 years, and they can't even get through it. Yeah, and then they do stupid stuff like continuing to keep all the Kennedy stuff classified, right. which just makes everybody doubt, you know, the veracity of the official story. Yeah, um, which kind of brings me to um, discussion of the idea of free speech. Uh, what do you make of Robert F. Kennedy Jr.? Um, you know, they're silencing him. You guys have got the Free Speech Protection Act. Tell me a little bit about this, because we now know unequivocally that the government was, in fact, weighing in, pressuring, violating the First Amendment through the big tech companies. Um, we know this unequivocally. It's been proven. What are the consequences for that, if any? And does the Free Speech Protection Act go into that? Because of Elon Musk, you know, buying Twitter and exposing all of this, we found, you know, an enormous amount of information, more than we would ever hope to find about the inner workings of Twitter with the government. We learned that the FBI was going to Twitter and asking them to take down thousands and thousands of posts, thousands and thousands of opinions. 
Twitter said, well, you know, we'll do it, but it's a lot of work. Could you pay us? So FBI paid Twitter three million bucks to, to do the work of taking down speech the FBI wow. didn't like. Wow. Now, they still deny it to this day, but uh, they went through individual items that were t- being taken down. In fact, not only were they taking down people who were critical of the COVID vaccine, they were taking down even stories. So if your mother took the vaccine and died tomorrow and you were suspicious that it came from the vaccine and you just wanted to tell everybody she had the vaccine and she died 24 hours later, they were taking stuff like that down, not because it was untrue, because they didn't think that it was good for, you know, science. You know, this is a whole Anthony Fauci story about why he lied. It's, it's because the business of science might be threatened. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we've got a real problem here. When Facebook uh, admits and Zuckerberg has admitted that the FBI came to him and said, we want you to suppress any information of the Hunter Biden laptop because it's Russian disinformation. That itself was Russian disinformation. It's exactly what you can't let the government decide disinformation because it really was Russian disinformation saying Hunter Biden's laptop wasn't real when in fact it was real. So the whole thing, you just can't let the government be involved with determining what speech. So what we have is a bill that forbids the FBI, Department of Homeland Security, forbids any government employees from meeting with uh, to direct, compel or coerce any uh, social media company uh, to limit constitutionally protected speech. And the reason we do that is they come to us and they say, oh, we're really not doing that. We're just, you know, working against child sex trafficking and child pornography, things that, you know, we think are bad things and they're illegal. They should be punished. So we say they can't do it over a constitutionally protected speech. And your speech isn't protected if you're doing something illegal. Right. So they'd still be able to go after terrorism and all these other things that I think most of us would agree are are things that are reasonable to go about. But they wouldn't be able to go in there and say if if Rand Paul says that the um, your five year old doesn't need a, a covid vaccine, uh, that the risks of the vaccine are worse than the disease for a five year old or a 15 year old or a 20 year old. Yeah. You know, that's my opinion. There's a lot of science to back it up and you can take it or leave it. But it's amazing. The left comes forward and says, we don't want you to express that opinion at all. Yeah. You know, and then they want you to be forcibly um, vaccine vaccinated for a disease that uh, we're, we're hard pressed to find out if any healthy children died mm-hmm. in Germany. The, in Germany, they've admitted not one healthy child died from COVID. Wow. The wow. CDC won't admit it. And it's probably zero. But they won't admit it because it goes against all their other BS of trying to force every kid in America to take a vaccine for which, you know, one or two companies are making hundreds of billions of dollars. It's obscene. Yeah, for real. Senator Rand Paul with us. Uh, Before I let you go, you guys also reached a deal very recently to get access to those COVID-19 documents. And you can see we're kind of weaving this conversation together. Free speech, uh, Dr. Fauci, COVID, et cetera. Um, Tell me a little bit about that deal and what that's going to what you think that might reveal to the American people. For over two years, I've been trying to get any documents from the U.S. government about funding of research in Wuhan. We think that in all likelihood, Uh, The U.S. government actually was funding dangerous research. It should have been stopped. It should have been scrutinized. We think Dr. Fauci evaded the committee that was set up to scrutinize dangerous research, and he personally allowed this to be approved, even though we had put in place uh, a committee that was supposed to strike out and uh, remove dangerous research and not fund it. Um, It's been a long battle. Uh, We have Freedom of Information Act 
FOIA requests that have come back and have conversations between government bureaucrats saying, he's just one senator, we don't have to give him anything. Wow. And so people who suspect that there's not a deep state need to listen (laughs) carefully. We have conversations between bureaucrats working in semi-secret bureaucracies, Defense Department, et cetera, but with non-classified documents and then refusing to give non-classified documents. So I fought for two years on this. They didn't listen to reason. They didn't listen to entreaty. So I started blocking ambassadors and I held 38 ambassadors at last count. And I said, look, I don't really want to count, hold them. I just want some information. If you guys would cooperate like normal humans and actually try to get to the bottom of this. And all of a sudden they got friendlier and friendlier the more I held, but they only basically got friendlier when I told them they couldn't have any more ambassadors. Mm, Wow. Well, I'm glad that you did that because there's only one way to fight bureaucrats and that's choke off what they really want, you know, Um, that and funding. So Senator Rand Paul, what's your message to America right now? Are you worried? Are we in a bad spot? Do you think we'll get through this? You know, we have such a great country, such a wealthy country, such a great history. And despite all the obstacles that government puts in our ways, despite having bad actors in the White House and bad actors, you know, in controlling the Senate, we still seem to survive. And but we have to fight. Every day is a new fight. And every day is, you know, waking up and trying to stop the people from taking our liberty. When we give in and we become uh, complacent, that's when the danger is of losing our freedom and losing our country. But it, it, it is right around the corner if we do nothing. In our state, our governor forbid people from going to church on Easter and sent government agents there to take their license plates down. He closed the gymnasiums. He closed the tennis courts. He closed the basketball courts. He put police tape around the, the jungle gym. I mean, that there was probably no greater infraction of individual freedom than during the COVID yeah. uh, nightmare. It didn't save any lives. All it did was take freedom. But it shows that these people are, are tyrannical. Mm-hmm. They have an impulse to absolute uh, or authoritarianism, and we have to watch them. And so, you know, we have to teach another generation. Every generation has to teach the next generation to be skeptical of government power. I'm going to keep fighting it. I'm going to have to run today, but I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much, Senator Paul. Always good to talk to you. Thanks for your fight for freedom. Thank you. Today's amazing episode was brought to you by Bourbon City Golf Carts. Check them out at bourboncitygolfcarts.com, Louisville's one-stop destination, and Southern Indiana, by the way. One-stop destination for awesome golf carts from slightly used to brand new, from regular to custom-built to awesome wheels and beautiful colors. These are your new convenient way to get around your neighborhood. Check this out. You think of a golf cart as just kind of a basic thing. It's not. With Bourbon City Golf Carts, these things, have, they've got models with seat belts in the front and rear seats. In case you're driving around the neighborhood, you want to get those kids buckled up. Cup holders for everyone. Custom two-tone stitch seating. Coolers and storage compartments under the rear seat. I mean, it, the list goes on and on at the ways that you can actually get a, a vehicle, a cart, that will be really awesome to use. And get this. Free money's hard to t- t- find these days. Their Evolution brand, they've actually got a 36-month deal at 0% percent interest and i know golf carts in the name bourbon city golf carts but these aren't really golf carts these are street machines they are ready to roll i would consider these to be party vehicles right i mean you got all kinds of stuff i mean these these are party vehicles you're gonna love this man load it up in your rv take it to tailgate at the uk game i mean come on or the louisville game right like get it on get that game going 
You can talk to the folks at Bourbon City Golf Carts today by calling 502-718-0757. But I encourage you to check out their website at bourboncitygolfcarts.com because you can see their inventory all right there. Services that they offer, you can even rent them. Hey, you want to rent one for a special upcoming golf outing and see how you like it? And then go and buy one, and all their inventory, again, is available for you online at bourboncitygolfcarts.com. So check them out, and again... We are super excited to have Bourbon City Golf Carts as a sponsor of the Disruption Zone. They're at 502-718-0757. We're also excited to be sponsored by Louisville Cabinets and Countertops. My friend Tim Montgomery at Louisville Cabinets and Countertops did our kitchen and our master bathroom in our house in Oldham County, and we wouldn't have it any other way. Such awesome work, such craftsmanship, such work ethic, and great prices, and from start to finish, if you want a, a designer to just take it over and do it all for you, or you consult and they do all the work, or if you're doing it yourself, they've got those options too. Any kind of cabinet you're looking for, style, they've got it mostly in stock. They don't have any problems with supply chain crisis. They're there for you, and they can get that done. Plus, if you want a custom cut of any type of solid stone, they've got that for you as well. Go to LouisvilleCabinetsAndCountertops.com, 502-930-3304, Louisville Cabinets and Countertops, at 6200 Hit Lane in Louisville, if you're in southern Indiana, Louisville, or Odom County, this is your place for the kitchen remodel. Thanks, Louisville Cabinets and Countertops. And thank you for listening to the Disruption Zone. You can follow us on Instagram. It's at GreatlyLondo. And on Twitter, it's at Leland Show. You can also download us for free and subscribe for free from iHeartRadio's podcast. Just search podcast for Leland Conway or Disruption Zone, but it'll come right up. You can also download us for free and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts and Google Play. It's pretty awesome. Super easy to get fresh new episodes sent right to your pocket. Big thanks to um, Dynamics Audio Productions in Lexington, Kentucky, for all the work they do with the audio side of this program. If you're looking for some help with audio digitizing old videotapes or you got a major Hollywood-type project, dxaudio.com, Dynamics Audio Productions, and Neil Kesterson and his crew can get it done for you. And thank you again so much for listening to The Disruption Zone. Over 100,000 downloads and counting. I am Leland Conway. This is The Disruption Zone. <laughs>